0: The Grey Hat Beard Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest Grey Hat Beard Podcast. Um, I am the Grey. My name is Ken McDonnell. I'm a solutions architect at uh, CPS. Been working with SharePoint for many, many moons and loving SharePoint Online. Also, do plenty of dev. Uh, a jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, and we also have Hat. So my name's
1: Al, I'm Hatt, I'm master of even more trades and less expert in all of them. Um, So I head up Modern Workplace at CPS and uh, encompasses Office 365 and a lot of Power Platform at the moment.
2: And I am Beard, Uh, so I'm Barry Trinder, Solutions Architect at CPS, Microsoft MVP, PNP team member as well and yeah, just try and get my hands dirty in SharePoint, Office 365 and Azure.
0: Uh, and for those listening, yes, we're all at CPS. Uh, we're, this isn't a purely CPS podcast, we, we promise. Uh, we're just three guys who love chatting about Microsoft 365 and related things around it. And that's what the Grey Hat Beard podcast is, chatting about the modern workplace in Microsoft 365. And off the back of the last episode, uh, I hope you've listened. If not, do go go back in uh, all your favourite podcast apps, and some you hate as well, uh, and have a listen. But we talked about the etiquette of Microsoft 365. We we had a ship in hat because unfortunately Al wasn't available. But as part of that, we mentioned at the end that we try and get a, a repo together uh, and as with many promises uh, actually managed to make this one happen. So we have github.com grey beards, for, for all you techie folks out there who, who love a bit of GitHub. Uh, it is uh, available and showing there and we have an M365 etiquette and we've put down in markdown uh, a lot of the structure. For those of you who aren't quite so uh, happy with GitHub, though, there is greyhatbeard.github.io slash m365etiquette. Uh, on there and we'll put all these in the show notes and there is very much a web-based interface. You can see we've talked about what is this, what is the aim, and I think one of the aims is not only to capture that community uh, feel for the the tips and tricks for, for having the right etiquette that you'll have, but also then to be able to share that. So we'll be looking at trying to make this that we could put in, for example, a, a SharePoint web part to be able to pull the information through, to be able to create downloadable packages that you can put in your own organisation, possibly even looking at bots and other things on there. In terms of the way we've got it at the moment, we've got it down by uh, approach. You can look at uh, communicating what tool should I use to communicate, uh, looking at files and what files you should use on there, and also by service. So we've looked at things like Outlook, Teams, OneNote, Planner. It's not an exhaustive list at the moment. This is very much, uh, I I think Al, this came from a, a splurge from a train journey you were on uh, this, uh,
1: it it did so it is it is quite raw. Uh, it can do with some uh, some polish, um, and there are lots of things that we could add into this. Um, so in things like productivity and productivity tips, it is a starting point that we can we can then launch into much more detail and much more useful information. Um, and I guess that yeah, the reason for putting it together in the first place was for an environment where users are coming to 365 and they haven't used it before and they don't know what's new what's different um and what the best practice is for using
0: microsoft 365 when they're coming from on-prem absolutely um so so please do jump in and uh, have a look Uh, if you'd like to contribute and you're comfortable with github then uh, Fork the repo, um, make your changes and then submit it as a pull request. And if you're listening to that, uh, as we've had a bit of feedback and it's just gone way over your head, um, we are looking at ways that we can do that. I think we're, we're seeing more and more we know I know Gary with the Office 365 CLI, you've got a, a similar kind of approach with this. We're looking at ways we can make it easier for people to be able to contribute without necessarily knowing a lot about Git. Um, it's it's definitely some feedback we've got so if you're not comfortable with that drop us a line drop us a twitter.com slash greyhatbeard drop us a note on there uh, if you know us then uh, drop us a, a line directly as well but we really would like to hear from others uh, we'd heard from lorian Strent, who uh, has said his set of blog posts we can take a lot of the tips from there and integrate those so Great. we want to make this a community one this isn't just from us at all yeah uh, and and that point
2: about contributing that's where things grow uh how do we make it easy for people to go in create a new page or even edit the page uh, and make it a nice simple experience uh i'll encourage more people to say yeah well, let's have one place for it um that we can kind of point our customers to or even ourselves um you know Absolutely. just to kind of improve the way that that we work as well um, i just mentioned that uh, there's definitely a subject line in teams
0: in there? Just, uh, just I the promise way. I did put that in there. Yes, I, I think that's under the uh, service. I, I know we had that conversation last week. Uh, I'm, I'm gradually starting. I think I even managed the subject line and I tagged you on there this week, Gary. It is, uh, you
2: see.
0: But yes, that that is in there somewhere. <laughs> Let me just do a quick uh, find. Actually, we do have search on there. So uh, here we go. Let's see if it is in there. Use text. subject line. There we go. Post. Use subject line on posts. There we go. Yeah, and don't cry. Wolf. So, yes, yeah, definitely. on that. <laughs> uh, Just just thinking on by approach and uh, I will we'll be getting onto the news any minute now. But uh, maybe how to work from home and some tips from that would uh, be very good in the current climate. Yeah. Uh, right. Talking of news, so let's get on to the general news. Gary, if you've got anything you want to bring up this week. Um, so
2: I guess, uh, yeah, news, um, at the weekend, um, both myself and, and Al, we, uh, attended and spoke at Scottish summit. Um, so uh, we mentioned it on previous podcasts. Yeah. Nice um, shirt
1: you've got on.
0: I was about to say, <laughs> yeah.
2: So we've gone with the speaker shirts. So yeah, it's a very nice shirt. Uh, it's yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah. free Sorry, event.
0: sorry for those listening, but, uh, Gary and Al are both wearing their speaker shirts.
2: <laughs> yep. So uh, 760 people attended uh, on a a one-day conference. Uh, There was actually a thousand tickets that were uh, kind of Sold if you like for free. Um, but to have that amount of turnout uh, with the current climate, weather, and everything, it was yeah, it was a, a really great day. 90 speakers over a whole day session. Um, so I delivered my session. I've, uh, I've put out a, a sample onto GitHub about how to use Logic Apps and SharePoint uh, webhooks. Um, so if it's something that you've heard of in the past and you don't quite understand all the moving pieces. Um, I created a logic app to kind of show that visually uh, and use that for my demo. If you go to the repo, uh, you can just kind of pull that down into your machine and run the scripts, and it will just deploy everything into a uh, into your tenant for
0: you for you to uh, to to use. Um, and and why would people use webhooks? What are the kind of scenarios that are useful for that? So it's useful
2: for obviously reacting to events on lists. If you don't want to pay for the licensing fee for flow, for example, um, or you want quicker responses, so webhooks are instant, um, they scale as well. So you can create a a, a, a service endpoint where all of your events uh, notifications are sent to, um, but apply that to many, many lists across Office 365. So if you've got, a site template uh, for, for example projects and within that project you've got maybe an uh, issues log and you want to react every time there's an issue created across many many different projects you could use a webhook web to um to satisfy that need um, so it's similar to what nice. you get in, in in Flow, but it's more on the dev side, it's there for scalability. Um, there's some little tricks in there as well that I've used that you can't use in Flow. So using managed identity to call back to SharePoint as, as an app. So you don't have to have a person's identity tied to any of the actions like you would do in Flow. Um, you can really run this as a that's background That's a really good process. point, so, yeah. Um, so that's something to, to think of.
0: Nice. Uh, and any other news or things caught your eye at the moment? Um, I guess the big news um,
2: with, uh, I guess, you know, from one event to another um, is the Scottish Summit went ahead. There's a lot of events that are uh, no longer going ahead as they were in, uh, intended to. So uh, the big one for me was the MVP Summit, um, which has now been uh, it's not been cancelled, but it's been made online only. Um, so the MVP Summit, it happens every year thousands of mvps will uh you know converge on redmond and sit in workshops for three four days uh speaking to the product groups and uh they microsoft have made the quite brave decision i think uh such a late stage to uh, basically say no uh, we're not going to travel and do this in person we're going to do this online um and that is a big thing um, I know there's lots of online conferences, but this one is especially big because I wasn't actually going to go to the MVP summit because um, I, I just didn't have the the time uh, to, to book since I've become an MVP um, and I was just completely uh, yeah, going to have a blanket ban. If I didn't turn up in person, I wouldn't even hear anything. People can't take notes, take screenshots, things like that. Um, so I was prepared for that, of that, I'm just going to miss everything, but now it's online. It's obviously everything's still under NDA, you know, it's not a light decision that Microsoft have have made there. Um, so it's so it's interesting, um, you know, along with some of the other user groups, uh, well rather the Ignite World Tours have been uh, kind of canceled now as well. Unfortunately, they can't it's be put sad. online. Uh, yeah, it, it's, I guess it's, uh, you know, if you've got people travelling from lots of different countries, uh, it just increases the uh, the potential um, of yeah, problems with the
0: and and I think climate. it's it, it's a very serious thing going on, and uh, you know people are people are panicking about it. People are taking it very seriously, which I think is great. Uh, on there. I'm going to be honest, I love some of the humours going on and one of my favourite tweets that came around today that uh, pointed out that COVID-19 just sounds like a Jira ticket yeah. really did make me laugh. Uh, I, I I do like that people have that humour on diversities. feels like a very think, British thing to me, but uh, it gave me a good yeah, chuckle. There is, there is the humour, but there is also the... Um
1: the reaction to a lot of organizations. Um, so Microsoft have launched this week that the crisis communication app, a power app mm. um, that they have built with a lot of the power apps champions uh, and the community, mm. um, and they've released that so that everybody can use that. And I think that's a really, you know, it's an essential thing for organizations like Microsoft to lead the way in actually making these sorts of things available. And yes. in combination with that, because they know some of the technology you know, that enables people to work remotely and to use this app. For this particular app, they're actually making the push notifications free. So they're actually, you know, taking oh, some of the really? premium features and making them free whilst this, you know, this this situation um, mm-hmm. carries on. And they've done the same thing. That's interesting. I've I, I missed that. That's,
2: uh, that's yeah. really yeah, good. Think, is it six months, did I hear, that you get six the months of an, for
1: yeah 6 months of an e1 license as well you can get so that you can use teams to to work remotely so you know if you think you know what microsoft are actually doing is enabling people with the technology that you know they already had but turning it and focusing it on making people able to to work and carry on working the other one i saw this morning that they'd done is to say that all of their hourly workers on the redmond campus would carry on being paid even though they may not be working so, yeah. I think, you know, the ethical standpoint of Microsoft in this situation, they're not trying to make money out of it by going, well, Teams is fantastic, you know, pay us and then you can use it. They're actually doing the complete opposite and going, actually, we will give it away for free for a while um, and we will actually, you know, enable people and support yeah. people and make it as as easy for people to get through this period as possible, um, which totally. I think, yeah, is is... Setting an example that yeah every organization if they
0: can afford to should be copying absolutely and i, I tweeted this morning I, I think it's great to see a company doing the right thing and, and seeing you know you look at the share price of microsoft it feels like they're doing the right thing and it's working they're seeing their share price they're keeping the business people happy and yeah. and keeping yeah. keeping the right it, ethics i think it's a great example it's a long-term decision though isn't it it's the
2: it's the the Yes, they're reacting to what's happening now, but it's a long-term decision that they're making in in terms of you know the benefits that they're going to get back from employees. It's like yes, they could shave a little bit of money off there because they don't have to pay people, but it's you know you could argue it's money that they're going to spend anyway. So what what benefit are they going to get from from doing that?
1: It's it's an investment in society, isn't it? You know, yeah. direct employees
0: and indirectly uh, people affected well done Microsoft.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh,
0: and I probably should give a shout out to Molly Waggett who was the the person who put that tweet about the Jira ticket so uh, just to give her the acknowledgement she's due uh, there.
2: On this uh, Al you run a you ran a Twitter poll recently about I
1: did this. I mm. did so was part of running the, the London Power Apps user group we you know working with it's hosted at the, the Microsoft Reactor and they sent an email out saying you need to consider, you know, what additional measures you're taking if you're having people attend, you know, making sure that they're self-certifying that they haven't been in an infected area or, you know, come in contact with people. And so it kind of raised a a question around, you know, should we continue or not? Um, And so I did put a poll out on Twitter um, and we had, it was quite interesting because it was only about 20% of respondents that said no, they wouldn't attend a user group in person. I um, over 50% said they would and it depends made up the rest so you know the majority um, were prepared to attend I haven't had much feedback on what factors would make people attend um, I guess it might be the transportation you know that's probably one of the key ones certainly you know being in London it would be you know are people prepared to travel through London where you're, you're obviously you know being exposed on the tube and trains um, and that might make a significant difference but I guess the actual user groups you know the number of people congregating you probably have more people in your office you probably come into more people contact with more people on a day-to-day basis than you would actually at a user group but yeah I think the general consensus that I had back in terms of comments was yeah let's just carry on we can't let it you know directly impact everything that we do at the moment because you know it's yeah it's too it's too early to let it impact us that's that significantly unless and there's a big big caveat there unless you are living with young children living with the elderly at which point then you might want to to consider um how you react but keep calm and carry on keep calm (laughs) and carry on yeah (laughs) <laughs> Lovely British attitude. I the hope Blitz
2: that meme spirit. died, though. <laughs> it's it's going to come back.
1: It's the Blitz, the the Blitz spirit was referenced in at least one response to the tweet. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think, and I think it's you know, it's important also, you know, with with working with clients, you know, considering an offering, you know, can we work remotely? You know, many clients are starting to lock down premises and lock down. Uh, so that they're not having lots of visitors not having lots of people you know so it's it's respecting what others how others choose to respond to it as well
2: yeah it it is interesting I've seen a few tweets of uh, you know people working from home a bit more and um, a bit tongue-in-cheek saying my god just imagine people going home and having to work for two weeks and everything's still carrying on and things working and s- people s- being productive uh, I mean, uh, there's yeah. some of us that have been, have been used to this uh for quite a while and it's not you know you work from home and you, you work like you're in your office it's not oh i'm working from home it's like you know put your feet up on the sofa and things like that but you know it's uh yeah it's, it's interesting there's a cultural thing isn't it
1: yeah there's some quite interesting tweets coming out around so victor Veland was was tweeting about you know rules to work at home yeah. which is some really useful really yeah. useful it's things really good tips but yeah, sorry i I did see one tweet um i can't remember who it was from but it was uh this is what introverts have been waiting for all our lives (laughs) we're we're prepared for
2: this (laughs) yeah definitely hide away from the world but yeah um, yeah. victor's uh tweet today was very good it was the just because you're working from home don't just you know don't have don't not have breaks don't not have your lunch um you know Go out at lunch. Uh, he po- posted a picture up of him covered in mud. He must have got out on his bike and just kind of kind of got got mucky on his lunch yeah, break. Obviously. But it, oh no, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but that's it, isn't it? It's the yes, you are working from home, but it's like being in the office. You should take breaks and, and and look after yourself.
1: I think his one yesterday was about making sure that you don't just sit around in your pajamas. You know, I think that's yes. a really important one because for a lot of people,
0: at least on the top half
1: yeah but a lot of people there is a psychological thing of when you get home you Mm -hmm. get changed and then you kind of you're into different set of clothes and then you can relax and that kind of trigger is really important psychologically to carry on having that trigger to say right i'm not working anymore shut everything down put it away and then relax
2: Uh, and that is the other side of working from home is where your lines just become so blurred you don't feel like you're ever not working yeah uh, yep. It is easy to just like say, you know, if I've got different devices, I could sit downstairs and do some emails on an iPad and things. But it, it's just I'm doing it in a place where I don't associate it with work all the time. Uh, and it can kind of, yeah, it, it, it's sometimes difficult to get to get back from. So, yeah, I've just got an office. I come in here. I'm working. Yeah. I walk outside the office. I'm not
0: working. That's uh, it's to work good, good to remind the kids status as, as well. Mm-hmm. As, <laughs> as my son nicely in, uh, decided to invade during a, a client call the other day which is always entertaining I hope you had your blur on huh? uh, I, I did but then the blur doesn't really work if you need to turn around and him back <laughs> out again so <laughs> Yes, I Actually, no, I I didn't have Blur on because it was on WebEx, uh, so I couldn't, which is oh. very annoying. So there we go. Um, oh, yeah. Right, before we deviate too much, just uh, one other bit of news I wanted to share, which I think is uh, really interesting, is that Microsoft's going to introduce a free tier of Cosmos DB, um, which for me, I love Cosmos DB. I think it's a brilliant tool. Uh, I'm very much a fan of the, the NoSQL type databases but the problem I've had with kind of recommended to people is that low barrier cost you know you, you the the lowest thing you're you're looking at uh, certainly tens if not hundreds for the very low level which is you know great organizations can cater for that but if you wanted to try things out if you wanted to work on your own you don't want to be play, paying that amount of money just to play around with things so yeah. I think this is a really good move um, from Microsoft and I hope it will get more engagement with Cosmos because it's, it's a great tool. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's filling in the gap because Cosmos for me has been a technology that, you know, you look at like MongoDB and things, and it's there for scale and they do put Cosmos out there as kind of, you need, you know, global scale uh, for, for your data. Um, the other option for that would be Azure Table Storage. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's never been that in between, so to go from what is relatively cheap, almost free table storage to really expensive <laughs> Cosmos in some yeah. cases is, yeah, it's, it's too much a of a jump. Um, so and, bringing and I the think free it's,
0: it, awesome. it's led to people hacking in solutions using table storage that maybe mm. it shouldn't be, and uh, Cosmos supports a lot better at that kind of nested, that document level, and also the the, the graph database, so being able to put relationships between your blocks in very sensible way there's So many ways you can do on that. Yeah. Um, so really, really happy to hear that.
2: Well, it was interesting that they accidentally announced that two days before they met. <laughs>
0: <you>. <laughs> I, I do wonder if it's accidentally, similar with the, the Outlook spaces that we, we talked about last week, how much of these things are just to get a bit more publicity. Uh, awesome. there we go yeah. i think we'll um we'll wrap up uh, that half of uh, this week's episode and after the very short break we'll be coming back and talking about how do we learn